Hello, you're listening to Jewel of Thought Podcast, a podcast created for women growing through it. On this podcast, we discuss all things God and growth so that you can shine like the jewel you were created to be. I'm your host, Shaw Ariane, and welcome to another episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. So as amazing as it was to launch this podcast last Sunday, right after I launched the episode, I went back to listen to the episodes and I was having a hard time hearing my own voice. And my husband, who is my biggest supporter, he was waiting for this podcast to launch for like 45 minutes. He just kept asking, where the podcast, where the podcast. So when it finally launched, y'all, this man played the episode on speakerphone. And (laughs) I was cringing having to hear myself talk. I said, can you please turn it down? He like, no, I want to listen to you out loud. Let's let's not. (laughs) As I listened to it, I was hearing some things and I said to myself, I cannot wait to be an expert at podcasting. And immediately I felt so convicted for that statement because I was in that moment despising my small beginning. And that is not considered keeping it cute because God rejoices when the small beginnings start. So I had to check myself on that. I'm like, girl, no, you started this. That's just that over time, you'll get better. So if you also um, despising your small beginning, just know that, yes, you are starting small, but it's not going to end small, period. We do big things around here. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into today's topic. So I was actually going to talk about something completely different. However, this topic was put on my heart. So this is where we at. (laughs) We go wherever God sends us. So I was talking to a really good friend of mine who I would consider a spiritual father to me. And he shared with me an experience that he had after a procedure. While he was speaking, something he said stood out to me. He mentioned that because his wound stayed open, it wasn't healing. So that brings me to today's topic of how to care for a spiritual or emotional wound that won't heal. Spiritual or emotional wounds are injuries that are invisible. They can't be detected by exams, blood tests, or x-rays, but they are very real and tender to the touch. They can be caused by bad experiences or trauma. Y'all know I'm not a medical professional, but I did want to do some research so that I could see how the healing process of a physical wound could be applied to the healing process of a spiritual or emotional wound. So all wounds start out as acute, and these are healthy wounds. And the typical healing process is hemostasis, inflammation, proliferation, and remodeling. However, when there is an interruption in the inflammation stage, the wound can't heal and then it's considered a chronic wound. I hope y'all can see where I'm going with this. Sometimes we experience trauma that's so heavy and so painful that we end up with these wounds that we don't know how to heal or care for. There is so much to say about wound healing that would actually blow your mind when you consider how similar it is to healing emotionally and spiritually. But for the sake of time, we're just going to focus on a few factors that affect spiritual and emotional wound healing. 
So the first thing that we're going to cover is how to know you have a chronic emotional wound. A lot of the time we think that we're just going through the motions, but that is not the case sometimes. Sometimes you're actually dealing with a chronic emotional wound, but you just can't identify it. Also, we'll cover what can happen at the inflammation stage or that painful stage that would trigger this interruption in your healing process. And lastly, we'll cover how to move forward in your healing. One telltale sign to know that you're dealing with a chronic emotional wound is when you are just simply not healing. You feel that you're not healing and you know that you're not healing. You get triggered at the drop of a dime and it takes you all the way back to the exact moment that the trauma happened. It doesn't matter if it was five years ago, 10 years ago, four years ago, you find yourself in that exact moment. And sometimes it can be a few different wounds getting irritated all at once. You purchase all the journals, the self-help books, said all the positive affirmations, but you just can't move from that place. So instead, you've made a home in that place of pain and irritation, and you've started to decorate this place with things that make you feel comfortable. One of the things that you lean to could be isolation. Now, in the beginning, isolation might feel good because it's just a moment to just be by yourself in the thick of whatever it is that you're feeling. But over time, being isolated can make you feel depressed. It can make you have suicidal thoughts. It can give you anxiety, make you feel lonely. And the truth of the matter is God did not create us to be alone. He didn't create man to be alone. We were actually hardwired for a connection. So when you see yourself drawing towards isolation, this is the time for you to reach out to your tribe, reach out to your support system, call somebody, do whatever it is that you have to do to be connected. Because what happens is we start to have the feeling that no one understands us. We're better off alone. And even sometimes we get to a point where you've rehearsed what's going on so many times in your mind you just don't have the energy to continue to talk about it but I'm telling you these are the moments where you should push through and talk about it times of isolation are also very dangerous to your spiritual health because it's during these times that the enemy comes in and he plants lies in your mind and if you're not careful to be in your word during this time and be deep in prayer during this time these lies will start to manifest sometimes in ways that are undetectable so when you feel a a separation to go into hiding or to go into isolation, this should be a time where you feel a drawing. This should be a time where you feel like I have to chase after God because it is detrimental. Self-medicating is also something that is very common when dealing with emotional wounds. And it's common because it quickly helps you deal with the pain associated with these wounds. And it's also very normalized in this generation. It's very easy to grab hold of these things to make yourself feel better. However, when you do this, it opens you up to poor decision making. It opens you up to different experiences that you may not have even experienced had you not started to go that route. You can't make the right decisions or think clearly when you're not sober. You can't even trust your own judgment when you're not sober. And these things are an entry point for the enemy. They open the door to the enemy and it gives him an open invitation to attack you in whatever way he sees fit. 
You're called to heal in a way that will not open doors or portals or help you make decisions in this state of mind that would impact your life long term, but in a way that will open doors to the plans and the purpose that God has for your life. And that can only happen if you decide not to self-medicate, but to meditate on what God has spoken over your life. That replaces that temporary high with everlasting joy. Okay, so the next thing that I want to touch on is toxic positivity. And I know you probably like, how can anything with the word positivity in it be toxic? But it's very, very possible. And a lot of people don't know that they are uh, being toxic in their positivity when it's happening. So what toxic positivity is, is it's telling yourself that everything is fine, no matter what's going on. Your whole house can be burning down and you're like, everything's fine. Everything's great. Everything's fine. But the reality is everything is not fine. What this does is it it prevents you from feeling authentic feelings. It prevents you from feeling the impact when it happens. And the truth of the matter is if you don't deal with it now, you're going to deal with it later. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to or not, you're going to have to deal with the emotions that your your mind felt, your heart felt, and your body felt, no matter what your words say. And also, when you engage in toxic positivity, especially with the people that are around you, it confuses them. So they're asking you, hey, is everything all right? Knowing what it is that you've been through, they know that you know, you're not showing up the way that you usually do. So they want to know what's going on, but you tell them that everything is all right. It confuses them. So now they don't know when to show up. And then when they don't show up you're mad but you can't be mad when you've been lying or putting on a facade about how you feel and then also we carry this toxic positivity into our relationship with God because we just go to him like God I'm happy thank you so much Yes, he woke you up this morning and you should be thankful for that however you woke up with a heavy heart So rather than telling him, oh, God, I feel great today. God, my heart is so heavy. God, can you remove this burden? You're supposed to give that over to him and be authentic in how you feel. Because the truth of the matter is this toxic positivity is really giving fake it till you make it. And you can't fake it till you make it in your mind and in your spirit. So by now, after reading up on chronic wounds and how to know that you have one, I wanted to know how do you move from that inflammation stage into your healing if the inflammation stage is the stage where your healing process was interrupted. So what I learned as I read was you have to remove the harmful stimuli and how that translates into our emotional wellness is that we have to start removing those harmful things that drive us to drugs that drive us to alcohol, that drive us to isolation, that drive us to overspending, that drive us to doing anything that is unhealthy for us in the long run. And by doing this, we can assure that as we remove these things and start taking baby steps, that we'll end up exactly where we're supposed to be. And we also have to trust God in this healing process. No, it won't be fast, but it will be progressive. So trust God, take the baby steps and remove the harmful stimuli. 
And lastly, if you have a chronic emotional wound, regardless of what type it is, it's important for you to treat it properly. And when you do, you avoid risking further complications. You avoid this chronic emotional wound getting worse. The best way to treat this wound is to clean it and use proper wound dressing. So I want to ask you, how are you cleaning your wound? How are you treating your wound? Are you washing your hands before you touch it? AKA, are you taking whatever it is that you're feeling to God and allowing him to purify it? Are you keeping a clean dressing on your wound? God's mercies are new every day. Are you going to him every day and giving him your problems? Are you being careful with this wound? Are you making sure that you don't have the wrong people around? Are you making sure that you're moving with integrity? Are you making sure that you are being careful with who you spend your time with, who you give your time to? Are you eating right? AKA, are you reading the word of God? Are you filling yourself with things that will sustain you? All of these things matter when it comes to healing this emotional wound. You have to be very careful with how you handle this because this will either make or break your healing process. AKA, are you reading the word of God? Are you filling yourself with things that will sustain you? Today, we cover a lot. We went over how a physical wound can be a mirror to an emotional or spiritual wound. We talked about how you can know if you're dealing with a chronic emotional wound, what can get you stuck at the inflammation stage or that painful stage, and also how to move forward in your healing. When I realized I was stuck in my healing process, God had highlighted a path to healing for me and it was therapy. It got to a point where everywhere I turned, someone was discussing therapy, whether it was a podcast, normal conversations amongst friends, social media, everywhere I turned, there was something about therapy. So at that point, I could no longer ignore the fact that God was calling me into therapy. Now, close to a little over a year and a half, here I am being released by my therapist because she feels like I've reached the highest level possible in my work with her. Am I happy about that? Absolutely, because when I first started working with her, I just straight up told her, look, I don't even know if this is going to work. So to be knee deep, well, not even knee deep at this point, because we're almost finished working together, but to be this far in therapy and to see how far I've come it is, it is just amazing. It has been amazing. This doesn't mean that I have it all figured out because absolutely not. It just means that I'm more committed to healing than I am to being comfortable. And I believe that that is the place that we have to be in to even be able to pursue our healing. We have to make that decision in our mind. Making that type of commitment was very scary. And I can remember being so uneasy about whether or not I would even be able to heal past the point that I was at because I just felt so stuck and so stagnant. I wasn't sure if therapy was going to work, just honestly speaking, but I knew for a fact that I was tired of trying to force myself to a certain level of my healing. And I also realized I had to come to the realization that it was not going to happen in my strength, but it was going to happen in God's strength. 
He wanted me to take the long route so that I could have the tools that I needed to be able to be progressive in my healing. I got to a point where I could no longer afford to be distracted by my emotions. I had to sit in what I was feeling to allow God to do his thing in my life. I want to share an encouraging scripture with you today if you find yourself stuck in your healing process or if you're in the thick of your healing process and it just hasn't been easy. This is Psalms 147 in its first three. It says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So by reading this scripture, we know that God can do it. He can heal and bandage those wounds that just won't seem to heal. All wounds take time to heal, but all wounds also take God to heal properly. And we know that God has a tenderness towards those with a broken heart because his word says he's near those with a broken heart. Our broken hearts leave room for the transformation and healing that God has for us, but that's only if we give our hearts to him. So today, ask yourself, do I want to give God access to these wounds or do I want to continue to try to be my own doctor by making these makeshift band-aids and stitches, knowing that as much time as I put in to numb and to uh, heal, it's not happening. Ask yourself, do you want to continue to waste time? Time that is so precious, time that you can be doing what it is that God has called you to do. If your answer is that you want to give God the authority over these wounds, then you could not have chosen a better time to give God your yes. When you give God your yes in this area, you're telling him, God, I cannot do this on my own. I need you. And that's when God will come in and blow your mind. So congratulations in advance. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Until next time.